Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Origins. You're tuned in. It's our nationwide search. We're looking for entrepreneurs that have a story to tell. And joining me in the studio right now from Katy, Texas, I've got Matthew Johnson. He's the co-founder of Got Your Six. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Man, it was. it's, it's a pleasure for us. It always is, but especially because you're a friend. You know, you're a t-shirt clothing line that is so mixed up into nonprofits and everything else because of all the work that you're doing in the veteran space, the first responder space. It's a no brainer for me. I had to have you here because, you know, not only are you a friend, not only are you a supporter, but you're working for the same mission that all of us are on, which is to make things better in the nonprofit space regarding firefighters, EMS employees, you know, police officers, uh, who else? Military, like everybody. Yeah, dispatchers, corrections officers. I mean, what's really I was funny? Say, it goes further. Yeah, it goes yeah. Further for than- us, it's been funny because anytime we've been at a nonprofit event, we'll go up to everyone in the nonprofit, and I mean, call it the entrepreneur. I don't care. But we're like, hey, I own a t-shirt company, and we work with nonprofits. We do co-branded shirts. We do all these things. We want to work with you, and everybody goes, what? And then the next question is, what do you think the next question is? How much? What's it going to cost? Me? Yeah. And we're like, absolutely nothing. They're like, come again. I'm like, all we want to do is talk to you. And that's how we've met a lot of people. I mean, it's been amazing just doing that and just really leading out and letting people know in the nonprofit space, because we target veteran and first responder, right? We're only here to help. That's it. That's all we want to do. And it's been amazing. Yeah. Well, before we hop into it and start unpacking everything, we have to start out with an icebreaker question. We start out with an icebreaker question on every single episode. And today's icebreaker is, would you rather know everything about the ocean or space? That's a good question. Kind of a kind of a <clears throat> weird one, man. I know the ocean, like the ocean is not something we have looked far enough into. And I'm not going to lie, as a scuba diver, I love it. But yeah. for me, there's just something intriguing about space. I haven't been there yet. You know, I want to go yeah. and see it. Well, I mean, it's funny you ask that question because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I watch a lot of stuff and I hear a lot of things on just social media channels and all that. So space has been around a lot. You know, they just had the unfortunate incident with the uh, the sub went down to the Titanic. So the ocean's been in the, the news a lot. And when you watch both of them, you're just kind of like, you got to roll a dice, right? Because you don't know a lot about either. What's crazy is the ocean's right there and it's like underexplored. But I think... Honestly, I'd probably want to go see what's in space just because that's, I, I think, more unexplored than the ocean. You learn more there. We know that there is stuff in the ocean, but I think it'd be cool to go in space, ride the spaceship, see oh, things, yeah. go on planets, just see what it's all about. If I had the money, I'd definitely be one of those tourists that paid to go yeah. to space. Like it's, it's so interesting. And I think, honestly, what we're finding out now with more powerful telescopes and stuff like that. I think that the vastness of space is something we could not comprehend at one point in time. So we thought there was more to the ocean than we ever knew about, which there is. 
But I think the space is a bigger contender on that because then I think yeah. you start getting into, you know, what other civilizations are there and all these <laughs> things that used to seem crazy whenever, you know, it was like the 90s. And now as we find out, it's like, oh, we're getting less and less crazy, more. That is very true. Facts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you look at like the, the, the vast like technological advancements to go to space too, right? Like we really haven't had the ability to do that, but you know, here soon, I'm sure a lot of people are going to come up with ways to go out there and look at it. But space is, uh, is that thing that are we alone? There's, there's no way you can say that we are right. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that it all just went here. It's gotta be some stuff in other places, but, um, you know, I think I'd like to go to space too, just to go out and go into orbit, like around the world. And it, it just helps you, just really realize how small you are and in that big in the big world that we live in and you know that's where all that uh you know dedication drive things you do like there's so much opportunity but we always look at things smaller than what what we you know we think we're bigger than we are i guess you would say oh absolutely but we're really small in the in the scheme of things so yeah it'd be cool honestly yeah. just to see you get pictures and videos and stuff like that obviously but Nothing does it justice like seeing it in person, I'm no sure. Way. Yeah, no way. Like, astronauts are the only ones here, you know, now they're like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we <laughs> hop into it, last thing is always talking about our sponsor. So today's sponsor is Wingman. And if you're tired of juggling multiple platforms for your marketing and sales needs, it's time to revolutionize your business operations with Wingman. It's an all-in-one marketing automation software designed by experienced marketers who understand your struggles. It's a game changer that combines the best tools to streamline your communication, automate your workflows, and grow your business. You can capture leads using landing pages, surveys, forms, and more. And you can nurture them with personalized messages via voicemail, SMS, emails, and even Facebook Messenger. You can close those deals with built-in tools to collect payments, schedule appointments, and track analytics. Say goodbye to multiple marketing tools and hello to Wingman, your unified platform for all of your business needs. Enhance your online presence, manage your reputation effectively, and cultivate leads effortlessly. If you're ready to take your business to new heights, visit TrustYourWingman.com today and let Wingman be your co-pilot to success because every business needs a Wingman. But Matt, we're here to talk about you. Obviously, you have a purpose. There's something that you're doing this stuff for. Part of that is you're selling a product. You know, it's very entrepreneurial as far as what you're doing. So we love to talk to our nonprofits and then just kind of support them and help them out. So, you know, just kind of give us a journey. I ask everybody, what is your origin story? Where did you come from and how did you get to this point in your life? Yeah. So um, growing up, I was uh, I was a military kid. My, my father, stepfather, both served in the military, Army and the Air Force, respectively. Um, so I grew up in that life. I've moved my whole life. Every three years, you know, you're moving and you're seeing new things. And then coming up on uh, graduating high school, um, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and being around that military, you know, all the time, I would get told all the time by my mom, like, it's, you should think about it. You should think about doing this. And I was always like, I'm never doing that, right? Because you see your parents and when you're growing up, you want to be your own person. So you're like, I'll never do that. But then, um, I just, I realized, you know, college probably wasn't in the cards for me to just go straight in. I didn't do enough research as a teenager to know that it was easier than it is. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so I went to, to join the military and join the Navy, uh, did 22 years in the Navy. 
um, between construction in the Navy and then I did recruiting towards the end. So meeting people, talking to people, networking is, is really huge when it comes to recruiting or doing anything where you're trying to help people either get careers or, you know, military recruiting is sales, right? Like what's the benefit of me going out to do this, right? So we, we learned a lot about that. So once I got out, um, I went into doing real estate, right? Because when you come out of the military, sometimes it's uh, it's difficult in the job market to find something because you got to figure out how your resume of what you did in the military matches what you do out. And yeah. working in as a first responder, I'm sure it's the same deal. We can speak to people every day, but it's not always the same language you're speaking that they understand. So that was a little bit of a struggle. So I went into real estate because I was like, oh, you know, bet on myself if I'm going to bet on anything. I did okay there and I bounced around a lot. Uh, but one night, uh, my son, my wife, and I were watching a movie. My son and I go to sleep early and pass out because we we're probably watching a movie that she wanted to watch, which all yeah. good men do, by the way. They pass out <laughs> halfway through. And uh, the next morning when we woke up, my wife had drawn a picture um, of a logo. And it said, got your six on it. And below it said, culture it had five stars. And she just showed us this picture. And she asked my son and I, like, would you guys ever wear that on a T-shirt? And I was like, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. I, I, I love what the, the phrasing and the symbolism and all of that means. So um, it just really started from there. Like, do you think you'd wear this? Yep. So we started an LLC to make the company. And then, you know, we did the YouTube dive and figuring out how to do it. Because the one thing we wanted is to create our own product. Right. We wanted to make it. We didn't want to outsource it. So uh, I did a lot of YouTube education on how to screen print, how to build it. And so that's where we've come to today is, is jumping in. But the biggest reason uh, for founding it and talking with my wife was for my whole career in the military, I would go places if I was wearing a shirt like I am today that looked like a military shirt or I was wearing my uniform. People would come up to me in, in, in large numbers and they're always saying, thank you for your service right? Thanking me for being in the military, serving our country, right. keeping it free. And my wife made the best point ever on why we do what we're doing today of how many times do you see him walk up to a police officer or a firefighter and just say, thank you for what you do for our community, or thank you for helping us, or thank you for doing what you do to keep us safe. It's almost like in the world today now, you kind of see the opposite until you really need those people. And then you understand why they're there. And so we started the company to just recognize those individuals in the first responder community, whether they're dispatchers, firefighters, law enforcement officers, corrections officers, military members. Um, we've trademarked our own slogan, same flag, same oath. For us, means whether community or country, you take an oath to serve something. Right. And all of that protects our country, our communities to keep everybody in America safe. And all these men and women stand up to to run to the danger, right? And there's not a lot of people that do it. It takes special people to do it. And our whole goal is to just help them. So we search out as many nonprofits as we can to go help at their events, donate. Uh, we make custom cornhole boards. We make T-shirts. We do co-branded shirts with nonprofits, and percentages of those sales go back to them. Everything that we're doing now is, I mean, I guess you could say it's trying to be back in that arena of, supporting and helping people. That's what you did in the military. People depended on you. People wanted to come to you for help when you excel into the ranks the way I was fortunate to do in the military. And so now that's what we're trying to do is just give back. Because once we're out, now you don't have the community around you. There's nobody there. And sometimes for people that makes them pretty lost. And so we're just trying to show them that 
no matter where you're at in that career, whether you're done or you're still doing it, people care and we just want to give back. And that's pretty much taken us from November of 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 to now of, of what we've done. And we've grown leaps and bounds and still have a lot of growing to do, but um, we've just been blessed. We've met tons of great people like you guys with the fire association, just doing things to help people. And that's, what's most important to us. It draws us together as a community. I think uh, yeah. it makes, it makes us stronger because it's kind of the old saying of, you know, two heads are better than one. It's, it's very similar to that, where if you can get associations working together with, you know, companies, nonprofits, yeah. with whomever the people are, even just the community at large, if you can get all those people working together, then the work that you're doing is going to be in that one unified direction, which is going to yep. amplify your message, your reach, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish is going to be amplified by more than one person, more than one company, more than one nonprofit working on this yep. together. And we have definitely found that with the fire association that if we can work together with other people to publicize things, be at their events, they're at ours, you know, it's just like this podcast. We bring people on so that we can spread a message and some awareness to products and services and yeah. all these other things. And it's like, I've got my circle of influence. You've got your circle of influence and all we're doing is swapping those right now Yep. so that, you know, people who are in your ecosystem are going to listen to this show. They're going to hear my voice. They're going to maybe be interested in marketing services. If not, they're just going to be listening to the show and then vice versa. For we can sure. bring our audience to you. And I mean, I think that's the whole goal because we all want the same thing. Like you said, the same flag, same oath, all that stuff. We yep. want the same thing. So why not work together to accomplish that? No, I agree. I think I think a lot of people that I've talked to since I've got out, I, I've also been a big uh, proponent of telling a lot of guys that I served with or, you know, when we were at your guys' event, I talked to some of the firefighters over there and it's very interesting to see the the differences in how people look at what they do, right? So a lot of the guys that I served with, I try to tell them coming out of the military, get involved with your community, right? Like go out and, and find a, a firefighter association, a law enforcement, a, a first responder, a military charity, do something to volunteer. All that time you gave in the military to serving something and serving people, just continue to do that. It helps with the transition. Unfortunately, sometimes we don't find that out until way later when we get out. But then talking to people at your guys' event, I've talked to so many firefighters and law enforcement officers that I don't know why they look at military guys. And they're always like, I don't really brag about what I do as much as you guys do because we really didn't go where you went. And I've had to tell a lot of people, like firefighters especially, I can guarantee you right now I haven't seen half the stuff that you've seen in the manner that you've seen it and, and just the tragedy right? A lot of people discount that part of what happens. And so to your point, being out there and showing people that you care and help shows also a community coming together. And when that happens, it does bring more people in to get you the help that you need, or maybe just make the community stronger. And so the the biggest thing that I like about who we've met and who we've worked with is just the, the relationships we've been able to build. And it has nothing to do with uh, selling more t-shirts or giving more money to nonprofits. It's just really, I got people I can call and talk to if I need to. That's the, I think the biggest, most underestimated thing about building those relationships is now you have a sounding board if you need it. And you understand that they're there for you and, and vice versa. And that just always turns into something better, you know, because you're building a friendship and a bond. And that is what also can help take you forward in all the you know, initiatives and organizations and charities. And that's what makes them drive. People have to believe in it. And so once you see that come together, it's been amazing. I think that that's probably 
the most unified message that you hear among nonprofits who are working in the veteran space or first responder space, you're, you're hearing a lot of PTSD, mental health, suicide, you know, all these heavy topics where it's like so many nonprofits are focused on solving that issue, you know, with the military, not having 22 a day with, um, firefighters and EMS and police officers, not having those people that are seeing these things, internalizing it because, you know, pardon my French, but we can't be a pussy, right? We're grown men. We got to be strong. We've got to be, um, you know, the protector of the family. And like, that's why we do this job. And the women yeah. too, because there are plenty of women that I serve alongside with Absolutely. that are, you know, just, if you want to call it masculine, as far as the thought process goes, right? I know we're moving away from that as a society and seeing now that everybody can have those traits, but sure. um, in the fire service, it's new. <clears throat> it's something that we're just now coming across. So we're, we're seeing these things where these men and women are having to be the tough people in yep. their lives. And so they go home, they internalize this stuff. And then we don't stop and say, you know what? I do have some signs and symptoms. Yeah. Like I am actually suffering, even if it's not as bad as uh, hitting my spouse or doing drugs or, you know, being a full blown alcoholic or yeah. being suicidal, you know, maybe yeah. it's just, you drink a little too much. Maybe it's just you have angry outbursts. Maybe you're just not sleeping well, which that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down. Absolutely. How soon you're going to die if you're not sleeping the way that you need to sleep. And so all of those things add up and cause a problem. And as a society, I think we're finally opening up to this mental health conversation. And so many people are being proactive about it. But that's just it. The best thing you can do for yourself is get involved in something like this because that then opens up your community. I mean, it's just like the VFW hall. Yep. You know, going to the VFW hall and having people there who have seen the things you've seen, they've done the things you've done and they can actually level with you and say, Hey, I've been there. I know what you're thinking. Here's how you need to get out of this. I think that those things are even stronger than just trying to raise money for certain causes, if you will. Yeah. And that's what I mean by you have that sounding board. Sometimes, you know, having someone that you can call and reach whenever you need it, because it's the same way it was in the service, right? Whether you're serving your community or country as firefighters, law enforcement officers, dispatchers, military members, you have that one person that if you call them, they know if you're calling, they don't care if it's good or bad. They're going to answer the phone. And so sometimes you need that person. But the thing that I think that people are starting to realize on top of the mental health part of it is every one of the people that serve their country or community, whether you're a first responder or military member, they're committed, right? But the thing people don't realize is 90% of that's commitment to the team. So you have a team of people you work with every day. Me and my crew are going to fight this fire. Me and my partner are responding to this call. Me and my unit are going to fight this battle. And you have those guys that you put your life in their hand every day. Yep. And most times people away from that don't understand it. And so that's why I like, you know, I know we're going to talk about, you know, things that we've got going on now, but I just think that's a good time. Like one of the nonprofits we work with is Project Zero here local in the spring area, and that's their thing. They want to bring veterans, first responders, and military members, all facets, whether you're serving, you're retired, you're active, bring those guys together, put them in a group to go fishing or go overlanding or um, something like that. So now you and I can sit down, you can you can tell me what's bothering you, and I can give you that same response you got while you were serving. Or you'll be in that group with those people, and someone will walk up to you and be like, man, are you all right? I know you need to talk to somebody. 
I'm here. But now I'm more open to talk to that person because I know that person's been through the same trials and tribulations I have. So now I have that like mind because a lot of veterans, first responders, guys that need help, one, the, the masculinity part of it or the the weak part of it. If I tell someone I need help, yep. then I'm not I'm not a good firefighter anymore. That means they're not going to trust me to go into the building or I'm not going to get promoted in the military or I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to stay with my partner in the police force. So whatever the case may be, people way back when that it was a detractor, so don't say anything. Yep. We're getting better at it now, but I think it's not going to get all the way better until this current wave of the new generation of people that are becoming leaders are fully engaged into that because that's the generation that's willing to listen. You still have a lot of the older generation that's still like, just put some dirt on it and let's yeah, roll. Yeah, man up, right? Yeah, and yeah. so when you see that that change just coming in and it's 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 becoming more of a acceptable thing to say that you need help, and that's good, um, but more people need to support it. And that's why, we, that's why we work for what we work for. A lot of people need it. I've told a lot of my buddies in the military that are struggling, like, bro, you just need to get a hobby. Yeah. Whether that's go do some woodworking, do a podcast, uh, go be a dog walker, like do something that uh, takes up your time and you like to do. And they're just like, well, what if it's not fun? I I don't know if I'd have fun doing it or whatever. I'm like, or it's not going to make a difference is what they tell me all the time. And I'm like, the things that people do that they feel is the funnest sometimes wind up making the biggest difference in people's lives because you can take what you like and now you can offer that to other people. And what brings you joy is going to bring other people joy. And really it's, it's just like entrepreneurship, right? You don't know if you're going to succeed unless you go. The more you sit back and go, well, I'm going to be ready when this happens. Well, then you're never going to be ready. Right. You're not going to actually do it. Yeah, because in six months from now, you're going to face brand new challenges because maybe now you got to optimize a website or you have to figure out why stuff's not shipping properly or you got to figure out how to make the pictures look better to get people to convert. Like when you're doing that online e-commerce, it's hard sometimes. But if you wait till you have it perfect, you're never going to get started. And, you know, when you think about military and first responder sectors, they train you to go, not to make sure everything is good. You got enough information to know what's over there. Right. But we're just going to go hit it because we'll figure it out once we get in there. Okay, we know that, you know, the house is on fire. We think there's people in. Boom, we'll get in. Then we assess. Then we do what we got to do to fight the fire. Then we get out. But if you would have been like, we need someone to get in there and yeah. tell us what's going on. Hang on. Now we have, yeah, yeah, you risk losing a home or losing a family, losing life. And so... I just think more people need to apply that that are coming from our sector. Just apply that to your, just go do it. Don't wait because when you wait, now you got time to think. <laughs> when you have time to think, that's when you're like, am I doing enough? Am I, you know, you know, I, I'm not doing what I did. And just too many things happen when you have time to think, you know? I think that the, the comparison, I can see it now, the comparison of fire and EMS first responders, let's say and military, like obviously it's always been similar, you know, there's always been similarities, but I was one of those people that you were talking about at first where it's like, I'm not going to compare being a firefighter or a paramedic to what you do in the military, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that we do kind of hold the military on a pedestal in a way. And and you're right. You know, it's the same, right? It's, it may not be exactly the same thing. You know, one is fighting battles. One is fighting crime. One is fighting fires. And then one is fighting death, you know? Um, fire EMS, police, military, but 
I think that they are so different that it does take something a little bit more to go out there and actually be in the military, be deployed, go to war. But at the same time, yeah. it, it doesn't mean that they don't have those similarities that cause them to have those similar problems. Sure. So it's good to see that. Well, I mean, the thing that I look at, too, is what what percentage of military guys get out and become law enforcement officers oh, and yeah. firefighters? You know, because when we get out, when you lose that brotherhood of people that you're around, it's for some people, it's very dark to get through that. It's it's, you know, ironic that I find that brotherhood in the fire station. I find it in the police department. I find it if I'm being EMS and we're out there doing good for our country. That's why I always tell everybody like you guys, like I know that it's not the same, right? It's not. But if I'm deployed and I'm gone, house catches on fire, my family's there, I can't do anything. There's nothing I can do. But I know that you guys will be there because that's what you do. So it, it everybody works together to keep everything moving. You know what I mean? Um, I just, I, I, I don't like knowing that people have seen things that I could never imagine at a fire, at a police stop, for an EMS call. And for me, I've explained to people, it's the, it's the level of what you see, right? Like kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine, right? I got kids and if I, you know, I just, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't even put into words what that is. And I think that that is one of those things that for the PTSD and for mental health awareness, like we, we never factor that, right? Like, oh, it'll be all right. You saw it. It's good. Like, yeah. No, it's not good, right? It's going to so stick with you. I just I just like to just let everyone in those arenas of, of firefighters, dispatchers, EMSs. That's why we do our company at Got Your Six. We want all of you guys to know that we appreciate you just as much, if not more so, than for what we did. Because without what you do, our communities aren't safe. So it's great to be in the freest country in the world because we fought for that. But if we have no way to protect the community then what's the fight for away? You know what I mean? So we just appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, everybody in all of those fields is sacrificing something. So, um, you know, there's no sense in kind of like counting the change and seeing how we compare and and all that stuff. It's just what the mission is. Yep. So are y'all still, are y'all out of your house? Do you have a location? You know, how big is this operation right now? So we're still out of our house. Uh, everything is uh, made in our garage right now. It's all set up to do screen printing. We're getting into uh, direct to film now where uh, color is no more an option for us as far as like printing before we were limited by two or three colors, right? With this type of press that we own to do the screen printing. But now with uh, direct to film, if you had something pretty intricate, we could do it. Um, but yeah, it's all at the house. We have the woodworking tools to cut the wood and make the boards. We're painting boards in our, in our home. We're doing shirts in the garage and it's just, you know, building to one day find something where you can just find a room where you can put everything Yeah, and have work at work and home at home. But you know, uh, entrepreneurship is hard work, man. And and you got to be committed, right? So there's going to be an inconvenience. We're just lucky that our kids are out of the house now. So there's less... There's less room taking that up, but right now it's small and and we're growing like every day with all the relationships that we we've made. And it's been amazing. So you are not just printing your own designs and shipping those. You're also taking other people's designs. Absolutely. Yeah. So we first started, um, dreams to have your own brand of shirt, right? Make your own brand. Like people have done it in the world. You could do it too, but you know, you find out really quick. It is a very competitive industry for apparel, right? And we're doing veteran first responder. There's some people that do it very well. So you really got to look at how they do it and, and try to 
and do things as well as they can and just understand when you read about those people, they started the way we did, trunk right. your car, in your garage. It takes years to do it. You got to be committed. But the more events we would go to, and I, I would say the quality of what our shirts look like that we screen print, so many people would ask, like, well, if I wanted a custom shirt, would you do it? Selfishly at first as an entrepreneur, I was like, no, nah, I got my own thing going. I want my stuff to be great. Sure. And then after a while, we're like, you know what? Let's just see. And now we do a mix of things. We're, we, we've been delayed on, we have three or four new designs coming out right now for our brand, but we've been delayed on that because we have so many people that we're helping that now we're finding, you know, in that entrepreneurship journey, the word balance is very important. Yeah. Finding the balance of, of putting the two where they need to be and then getting uh, customers orders done and then doing ours. And again, that's what's been the most fun about it is trying to figure that out. It's stressful, but it's amazing at the same time because you have, again, a huge sense of accomplishment. But for right now, it's small. It's in, in the garage. We we hand deliver things still. I mean, it's just the part of what we do. Yeah. So currently, did you mention that you also have a full-time job? So this isn't the sole thing that yeah. you're doing and focusing <clears throat> on. You, you're also trying to kind of make that transition eventually from full-time job to yeah. just being able to focus on your company. Absolutely. So right now, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very, very lucky. My wife and I, as, as parents, both of our kids are in college, they're doing well. Um, and so with that means, you know, you got to help them out. <laughs> bills are bills and, you know, college is more expensive now than it's ever been. So we want to make sure that they can, you know, get their degree and move through. So we help them as much as we can. So both my wife and I are working full-time jobs. And then we, we do this, uh, the t-shirt company, the cornhole boards, got your six as much as we can to keep moving and thriving with it in the dream. Yeah. We're, we want to open a shop. We want to have our own thing. That's what we want to do. But we know that, uh, there's steps in the ladder, right? Got to help people get where they need to be and then focus on you after. But we're trying to make the transition as fast as we can. And, you know, everybody out there will be the determining factor of when that happens. But, on the the pace we're at now, we're doing very well. And I think that it'll, it's going to come sooner rather than later, which is exciting. It's a grind, man. I, you know, something you kind of mentioned here and that I think is worth mentioning again is that not everybody starts out with an angel investor or, you know, going to yeah. someone and saying, Hey, I need $400,000 to start this company. You know, 90 K is going to go to my salary this year. And then the rest of it, we're going to invest in this machinery and we're going to get these shirts out that we already have. Like some people have to start with, Hey, you know what? I think I could finance a screen printing machine and fit it in the garage. Yep. Let's start there. Yeah. And then we'll make these shirts. We'll sell them. We'll pay that screen printing off and then we'll start expanding into other stuff. Yep. I mean, it's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs have done where it's that long road of just grinding day in and day out to make it with yeah. zero debt or low debt and then just kind of move up to something super successful. And For we sure. see it happen all the time. And with something like this, supporting so many nonprofits, I think that it's an obvious no brainer. If you're going to go spend your money on all of these brands that are just making rich people richer, why not spend your money on some good looking shirts that also oh, yeah. support. So talking about that, you know, project zero is actually, we had Kyle on our show before when we were yeah. in the beef podcast. Nice. Um, so I've talked to him in depth about what Project Zero does. I definitely think it's great. You kind of mentioned a little bit your golf tournament you have coming up. Yep. So let's go over those details, man. That way, because when yeah. we air this thing, 
you know, we want our listeners that are, are paying attention right now to come out and either just cheer people on, eat food and drink beer, or, you know, do y'all have teams left? Like, what do those details yeah. look like? So uh, we're doing our second annual golf scramble right now. We're planning it. It's going to be actually, fortunately or unfortunately because of the memory of it, but 9-11, it's going to be on September 11th. It's going to be in Katy, Texas at uh, Willow Fork, right off Westheimer. Uh, we still have room for some teams. We still have some room for some sponsorships. Uh, you know how golf tournaments go, right? Yep. Last four weeks is when everybody comes in. So they're starting to come in. We're getting a lot of traction on it. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to play in the tournament to come out to support the cause, we will get the team fit in. We're not going to limit anyone coming out to support the organization, and we're not going to limit anybody that wants to sponsor. Because the, the money that we're raising for these guys is, you know, 90% of it goes to mental health counseling for the people that you and I know that sometimes they need help and they don't want to tell anyone, but they have now a safe space and these guys to go do that where it is anonymous and they can get the help they need. And then they're able to, to be able to, to, to go down that path. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're still taking sponsors, still taking teams, uh, things are being planned. We've got a lot of different things coming. Um, we just had, uh, a sponsor come on that, uh, was on, um, Longest shot or okay. biggest biggest shot challenge. Uh, her company's coming out. They're going to have a celebrity golfer at one of our par threes for close to the pin. So you get to compete with the pro. I don't think, I mean, I'm going to say no. I don't think anybody's going to beat her, but we'll see. That's why the, the contest is out there. Right. But then we have, um, uh, we're going to have walk-up music for golfers. So if anybody's ever wanted to feel like they're playing baseball in the World Series, we're going to have you feel like that at the first tee. Uh, we just, we've got sports memorabilia coming out. Arctic, uh, outdoors is donating items for us to be able to do giveaways. We're going to have, uh, whiskey sets for, for auction items. We're just trying to bring things out that, uh, we know people would like to bid on because it's something that they would use every day, but also something that would help us raise as much money as we can for them. So if anybody out there, if you want to donate, you want to play, or you want to sponsor, the, the easiest thing is to just connect through, uh, our Facebook page. Got your six culture, direct messages, and then we can connect with you from there. That was going to be my next question. So are y'all still looking for items to add to? Sure, absolutely. The uh, repertoire y'all have there? Yep. Okay. What is your favorite? You said you do kind of like co-branded shirts, right? Yeah. Between the you know nonprofit and Got Your Six. Yep. What What is your favorite collaboration that you've done? And is that something that's still available right now for sale? Yeah. So we, we have uh, three collaborations on there now. They're like your kids, right? can't tell you one's more than the other, but I do yeah. like uh, the most recent one we've done is actually one that I really, really like because we went to, uh, through the Chamber of Commerce and Katie Fulcher, we went to uh, a Lamar Consolidated like end of the year teacher deal. And when we were there, we met one of the canine officers for the school district and um, he saw our stuff, he bought a shirt and then like he emailed us after and was like, hey, we want to make a shirt. So we told them about what we do for co-branded uh, things for nonprofits, but we told them, hey, you guys are police officers, law enforcement, first responders. Hey, we're willing to do the same co-brand for you guys. So now when kids earn awards from the police officers in the canine unit or if officers need new shirts, we've done with them what we've done with the nonprofits. We're making a bank account for them of 25% of every shirt that sells there just kind of goes into a pile. And so if they need to order new shirts, the goal is they don't pay for shirts. We make them and get them to them because everybody else will wear them. So this one's got like a, a shield on the front. It's a two color design. 
Um, it's got our brand and theirs on it. It's a pretty cool shirt. I like that one a lot. And then, you know, the Project Zero one was good. And we have one with another one, Gideon uh, G300 Outdoors. So we have three, but that police office one, I, I mean, the color scheme on it, it's a, it's a, 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 a dark gray shirt, light gray ink with like bright blue. Like it's, it pops. So that's got to be one of my favorites for sure. I just like that gray on gray combination anyway. Right. If I could do every shirt like that, I would. But my wife is like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> It's not your personal taste. It's yeah, what yeah. people are going to buy. For sure. So do you have a rolling inventory of other designs that you just always have out? Or how does that kind of work with the ordering and yeah. so inventory <clears throat> levels? At gotyoursixculture.com is our, our website for our e-commerce. Uh, we have a lot of designs that we've had out for a little while. So we have all those on clearance right now. So those are all, they're, they're 10 bucks. It's free shipping. So we, we sell those. And then right now my wife has got like a, an array of five or six new designs that we're going to release slowly but surely. But um, they're all there. Everything that we have is on the website. You can go there to, to purchase it and buy it. And it's all there. The nonprofits are on the website and the, the shirt designs we currently have. So we'll keep selling them until we're out of stock on them. And uh, then we'll have the new ones that are coming out. Are y'all shipping nationwide? Yes. Perfect. So we just actually shipped one to uh, an FPO. So one's one's on the way to Europe for a military member. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So have you ever thought about doing something like that where you can donate shirts to uh, maybe people who are deployed currently? Yeah. I mean, we would love to do something like that uh, if, if the opportunity arises for sure. I mean, we, uh, that's why we do the nonprofit ones as well, because people can support those, those organizations. We can support troops that are overseas. If we had, if we had the ability to do that, we would, you know, as you grow in business, you know, for us, it's just getting to that level where we could just really do that. And that's the dream, right? Looking and going, okay, we want to send 500 shirts to the troops overseas. Let's just do it. That's the that's the dream, you know. That's right. the goal. I just think about that, to. you know, if somebody is currently deployed and then they get that shirt that says "Got Your Six, and it's like absolutely a reminder in the moment, like, "Holy shit, I'm not alone." Yeah, there, there are people who are thinking about me, and I mean, honestly, I could see that going for anybody: fire, EMS, police, yep. military. It doesn't matter. I mean, it gets lonely when you're spending 48 hours away from the family, yep. even if you're only two miles away from home. Uh, I've spent many nights where I'm several hundred miles away from home, you know, and I've, yeah. I've spent up to weeks on kind of deployments on ambulances and stuff yeah. like that, where all of a sudden you're like, dude, I didn't realize how much I don't want to be in the military or how much I don't want to be, you know, on an oil rig somewhere or yeah. something like that, doing this job. I don't want to be away from my family. Yeah. And I think that kind of plays back into the very beginning of what we talked about with building this in your garage and, and aspiring to go somewhere else is that, for some of us, that's not an answer either, you know, and it's like, it's not that I don't want to go do those things and, and make a lot of money, but I have a family to take care of. And that relates directly with the fact that if you don't have all this cash to pull out of the bank, you can't sacrifice your family on a hope that your business is going to work out. Yeah. No matter how confident you are in yourself, you've got to take care of your home life. And there's nothing wrong with that. It sure is a hard way to do it. You know, I'm sure. I'm right in the middle of it right now, working two days on, four days off. On my four days, if it's Monday through Friday, eight to five, then yeah. I'm in the office working for Beefy. And then once I'm done with that, OMG Event Co., we've got conferences and trade shows and, you know, all these things that we kind of go to do things that we need to do for that, along with the gigs that we're booking, yeah. uh, the new clients that we're bringing on and doing these interviews with to make sure that we have their contract right and everything perfect for their big day. Like, 
it's a lot of stuff going on, but the whole goal is to finally reach that entrepreneurial freedom. So yep. how do we start pushing you to there? What's the biggest thing that we can do to support you? I think the biggest thing that would, would help us is just the awareness, right? Awareness of that we offer a product, we have the shirt out there, and uh, just getting in front of more people to know that, that it's out there, right? Also for us as a, a small business, I'll tell anybody, if, if you can meet someone that can teach you basic levels of marketing, right? How to how to do a right call to action, how to uh, present a product in a way that it's going to make somebody want to come back and see it. Like those are the things that we're learning. And those are the things that if, if we had a better, higher level of understanding for, it would take us to the next level. And I mean, honestly, that's why you come talk to you guys, because you guys have that experience. And um just knowing how to do those things would be the biggest thing for us. I think us is awareness, like creating that following, you know, uh, having people following what you're doing because we believe the causes that we have and the, uh, the things we're doing is amazing, but we have to be able to present that to people so they can see the same thing that we see. Right. And so sometimes, uh, entrepreneurs are their own worst enemy because you said it earlier, right? Gray on gray may be your thing, but that's not everybody's thing. So yep. you're going to have to figure out what other people want. And so I've uh, I've here recently told my wife, like, colors, shirts, not this guy. You tell me, like, I'll, I'll make it. You design it. Yeah. Because she's got that eye, right? She's the artist. She's the painter. She's amazing at that. So I'm like, you just tell me what to put on it. And then I'll, I'll do it. I, I'm good. I learned that in the military. Go here. Got yeah. It. You know what I mean? So that's what we do. Me, make shirt, me print. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Absolutely. No, I love it, man. I I mean, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and telling us about what you're doing and why it is important, why we should support you, the story behind it. That's what we do here. We want yeah. to find out the story behind everything uh, before we just go blindly supporting things in our yep. lives. We want to know who they are, where they came from, why they do what they do. And yeah. I think you've got a really good why. For sure. And I, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's just a, a great opportunity to just come be able to talk to you guys and see what you do and and just the help and in, in getting the word out there, right? That's and and that's the thing about entrepreneurship. You gotta build those relationships and find people that, you know, you can go out to that'll help you. And that's why I mean I just appreciate you guys bringing me in today and it's a pleasure for sure. That's what the world needs, man. More people who are out here just to help other people. Absolutely. Well, listeners, thank you for helping us by tuning in every single week and listening to entrepreneurs like this, hearing their story. Believe it or not, you're supporting them already because that's all it is. It's awareness. I've said this on multiple episodes, but it costs $0 to like a Facebook post, share that Facebook post, to tell somebody about Got Your Six. Like all of these things are free and you can support them. But yep. what better way than to head to the website, which is in the show notes right here below this episode that you're listening to right now. Head to the website and buy those $10 tees. Get them on order. Free shipping. You can't beat it, man. A $10 t-shirt with free shipping. You've got to go to Walmart to get that. And it's yeah. going to be some crappy design. That's and it's going to be more expensive. Probably, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> fit, right? So that's it. Thank you for tuning in. It's been another great episode for us. We'll see you on the next one. And as always, stay beefy, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. I love an origin story. If you like what you just heard, leave us a review. Subscribe and share with a friend. You guys, check this out. You're going to love it. You're going to love it.